Worst case scenario, Fish B sounds great. We can always fall back on that fact. No matter how bleak things get, no matter how dark and how troubled the waters, at least we can all be comfortably reaffirmed with the sustainable knowledge that Fish fucking B uh, sounds good over there on the base. Hi, Fish B. Bonjour, amigos. Glad you're back. Things could go terribly, terribly, terribly wrong in between now and Fish B saying adios, but... Uh, all we could do is give it the old college try, which, truth be told, for me, most of it uh, wasn't uh, that spectacular. There is some exciting political news, at least exciting to me. Uh, apparently, Sarah Palin, and, and this gets very, very confusing because she's not quite out of the game yet. But Sarah Palin, in a shocker like that abortion decision in Kansas, Sarah Palin lost her special election for a, somebody died or something. So Sarah Palin lost her special election for Alaska's one congressional seat. She lost it. And Trump's hate, he hates the losers. This is very, very dangerous territory for Sarah Palin. Uh, but it's not over yet. This is very strange because this actual vote, this special election, is just to fill the seat until the new Congress is sworn in in January. Come November, whoa, 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 whatever it is, November 9th, I think, this year, uh, she'll be back on the ballot again. Uh, will she win? Won't she? I, I don't know. But uh, a strange sign, a peculiar sign, a good sign, if you're the Democrats and trying to hold on to the House by the slimmest of margins... And while I'm glad she, at least for the time being, won't have the congressional platform to gush ignorance like an Alaskan geyser of freshly tapped crews. If she does get into Congress, this will be the only fun part. And maybe I shouldn't root for the fun part. Maybe I should root for the practical policy. This is a serious place where serious things happen. Uh, I get that. But maybe, just maybe, it will be equal parts great fun and equal parts exhilarating, yet simultaneously horrifying like a roller coaster to observe just, just, just the race to the intellectual bottom between like Jim Jordan and Colorado's Lauren Boebert and white chick left on the cutting room floor, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, which member of Congress can get to the bottom first? Matt Gates, you know, and really solidify that bottom of the barrel uh, MAGA movement or, or whatever it is. We'll see what happens in November. But tonight, uh, she's a loser. And as a loser, the one thing we know is that now, in the meantime, Trump doesn't like that. So she's temporarily dead to him. Maybe she'll come back. Maybe she won't. But if she doesn't win uh, in November, loses like she did today, who will get the legendary fourth chair in the just round table of brilliance that must be the four human dinner party that is Trump, Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, and used to be Palin. Like, but she can't be there anymore. Not as a loser, for God's sake. So, so who fills in? Kanye? Mike Huckabee? 
the my pillow fella is probably a probably a safe bet if they're gambling on this in Vegas. Doctor Sebastian Gorka, the Trump administration official that time forgot. All Gorka's got left is some relief factor commercials on Fox News that probably pay the bills, but not in the way he would like. He, he's Doctor Sebastian Gorka. If memory serves me correctly, remember a long time ago when he was like a prominent official. What did we What did we say about him? Because I I um. Based on the shit he would say on TV and his proximity to Trump, uh, being totally uh, 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 candid, I doubt his intellectual chops, if you uh, know what I mean. Like, where did he get his doctorate? I believe my best guess was the University of Minnesota Duluth Halloween store located just slightly off campus. No factual data whatsoever. Never looked up the man's Wikipedia to see where he actually got his PhD, but the University of Minnesota Duluth Halloween Campus (laughs) Duluth store located uh, just slightly off campus uh, seems like a a safe bet. Maybe uh, the disgraced ghost of Roy Cohn can occupy the fourth chair if Palin's out. Greg Gutfeld, he's... uh, uh, he's certainly fallen victim to the uh, to the curse of pomposity. He's a he's real proud about about, about his ratings and all the things that he's done. He uh, maybe he's a nice person. That, that, that's fine. I'm not I'm not disparaging his character. I am disparaging his judgment in this uh, irrational belief that he's some kind of magic ratings juggernaut and it's all him and just him and his friends Tyrus and and Cat and sh- sure sure I'm not saying they're untalented I'm not saying they're bad people I am saying that the gasoline in that ratings engine is Fox News if that show was 11 p.m. on the USA Network, their ratings would be less than 100,000. If you don't believe me, I challenge the whole Gutfeld team, who I'm not disparaging, I'm sure are lovely people and host fantastic dinner parties with, with prawns and cocktail sauce just to die for. I, I have no doubt that the menu at their dinner parties are... Uh, by far and away exceed what uh, Palin and the Nuge and Trump, <laughs> what, what uh, and Kid Rock, what they used to get. You know, I- I'm confident their KFC order was fresh, but the Gutfeld team probably eats better. <laughs> Why I'm lost on that, I don't know. And if, if, if I'm going to give Fox News a little nudge, we might as well give. MS, excuse me, I almost want to call it MSDNC too, because that's what it is, really, you know. I mean, Fox News, it, it's a funny nickname uh, uh, for MSNBC, it, and it's, it's not completely wrong. Like, 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 MSNBC really is the company line. And I've got a real problem with Morning Joe. Morning Mika, great, great, Mika Brzezinski's great. But Morning Joe, which is a show that, that I've watched for a long time, I guess it's been on 15 years. The way I came to it and, and, and the way I, way I fell in love with it a long, long time ago, because I've always lived on the East Coast for, well, I guess I was in Rhode Island and Florida for a while, but most of the duration. Uh, and where I, when I first started uh, Morning Joe, I was on the West Coast. So it was like 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. my time. But when I was going through my back surgeries, I, I was horribly, horribly addicted to 
pain medication, as might happen uh, to someone with a, uh, an addictive personality, freewheeling doctors in the middle of an opiate crisis. Like, what could have possibly gone wrong having all those surgeries during that time period? But I, I would, like, take, like, my last meds like, for, of the day, like, uh, like at 11 o'clock, and, like, I'd pass out. But I, I was so addicted to these things. Like, they're so fucking addictive. Like at three o'clock in the morning, like like three thirty four, like like I would wake up with just just in the midst of terrible withdrawals, just 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 awful, just shaking. So so I as fast as I could, I would I, I would go and find two, if if not three, if maybe even four. Some days, God help me, like four, like like double strength Percocet, like the ten three twenty five. But, but those really don't kick in fully till 45 minutes, but you'll feel like the first relief sensation about 30 minutes in. So I would get up from my bed upstairs, and I, I would walk downstairs at our house in Kent, and I, and I, would, I would turn on Morning Joe, and I, I would sit there, and I would shake, and I, I would ha- even have like two cigarettes like to pass the time, like waiting for that half hour. I was, I was just so miserable, and then, you know, that... That, that warm sensation, that kind of hug of God relief that, that uh, one, that an addict can only find in, uh, in a pain pill. They gave me my first one when I was like 15 or 16 for, for like this back injury I had, like playing basketball. And I, I, I remember that sensation so, so vividly, like, holy shit, like, for the first time in my life, like I felt okay. Like it really was like a hug from God. And that, um, that was a, uh, uh, in hindsight, it should have been an illuminating omen. Uh, it was not. It just, uh, it, it just created a uh, desire for, uh, for, for abundance of, uh, of that feeling. So, but, uh, so, and Morning Joe is different. Like, they, it used to be a show where people of all political stripes would come in in the morning and get along and, and have really great and interesting political conversations that, that, that were funny and they would debate issues and it, sometimes it would be poignant and at times it was silly. It was, it was really well done and it was super entertaining and it became kind of this political phenomenon. Like everybody that was into politics kind of started their day with Morning Joe. That, whether you were on The View or whether you were, you were Oprah, like it was kind of like the show for the people that like that kind of shows. And it was fantastic. It was great. And then I think even before the pandemic hit, because MSNBC doesn't give a fuck about their content, like they'll just have multiple times a day where the things on the TV that, that they're you know broadcasting to the world just looks like garbage. It looks worse than a well-run YouTube like channel, like YouTube show is how fucking MSNBC looks a lot because they don't give a fuck about like they don't they say they do, but they don't care as much as they should. But Morning Joe and Morning Mika convinced the brass at MSNBC that um, sure they'll continue doing the show, but they're going to need a home studio based in their like eight million dollar house in like Jupiter, Florida. So they'll do it from there. So the the roundtable, the, the interaction of people, like all that is gone. So they turn this great show into a Zoom meeting, which is inevitably not as good with that decision. 
And of course, somewhere along the lines, Morning Joe and Morning Mika figured out that, you know, in these tumultuous political times, our audience doesn't want any kind of banter. They don't want any kind of cognitive dissonance. Let's just, let's just spoon feed them a democratic line sugar because God forbid anyone fucking think in the morning, you know, God for fucking bed. So they stopped having guests of different political stripes. And a couple days ago, I heard, uh, I heard Morning Joe uh, say something to, uh, to one of his guests, and, and, and it broke my heart, and it completely illuminated why I no longer like the show. Morning Joe, before he asks a question of a guest, he says this part out loud. I'm going to break my own rule and ask a question I don't know the answer to. Really? Like, I understand that, but I don't. And I know he's been in Congress, and he's a lawyer, and he, he's, a, he's a, you know, a, a, a youth baseball coach, and he's in a band. He's done all these amazing things, right? He's, he's very, 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 very smart, brilliant, maybe even like genius level in terms of just, just, just things he can do cognitively. But that doesn't make for good TV. And just that kind of uncurious nature as an approach. And if that's the kind of people that you're booking, if those are the experts that you're booking, that it's cool for you to say out loud that you're going to break your own rule and ask a question that you don't know the answer to. What are Brianna Keeler and, uh, and John Berman doing in the morning? CNN is coming for MSNBC. I think in a year time, like, like their ratings are going to be like right there. CNN significantly behind now. I think just because CNN figured out MSNBC doesn't care about their product. I got an idea for the morning. Let's have people at a table and have guests come in and talk in different viewpoints. Well, their personalities aren't as strong. Uh, the content uh, uh, looks better. And uh, it's slowly getting better. There are other things I wanted to get to, but uh, media and politics is, uh, is kind of my, my wheelhouse. So hope we had an okay time today. I guess we'll be boot scooting boogie on our way to, uh, <laughs> to something. I'm not sure. Say adios, fish mate.